0: I am every Christmas Eve. <laughs> uh, once again, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Is everyone still doing all right? We're still comfy cozy? Excellent. Uh, once again, welcome and thank you for celebrating Christmas Eve with us here at Red Deer Lake United Church. I never know what to talk to you guys about on Christmas Eve. Like a year ago today is when I start thinking about it. And then I'll forget about it. And then usually around October is when I realize Christmas Eve is going to be here before we want it to be. And so I start trying to figure out what to talk about. And I start thinking about what kinds of things do you guys want to hear? What could be said to help make Christmas a bit more real, a bit more alive? What could help us leave here differently than when we came in? And all kinds of things passed through my head. But I kept coming back to this one story that I heard a few years ago. And it's a story about a guy named Murdoch. (laughs) Murdoch. The name alone makes it a story worth telling. And if any of you are expecting a baby, consider that name my gift to you. I think of a Muppet when I, when I hear the name Murdoch. Apologies if there's a Murdoch in the house. Uh, but Murdoch, um, he was the veterinarian for a chunk of rural New Brunswick. Um, and he was the guy who would get paged late at night if there was any emergencies on the farm. Paging, by the way, for all you born after the 90s, that's what we did before Texting. Um, and there was this one Christmas Eve uh, when Murdoch and his family, they're out doing what we're doing, they're out at church, and he got a page from a farmer who was having a, had a cow that was having trouble giving birth. And so knowing it was must be serious if he called on Christmas Eve, he did what some of you are probably wanting to do. He snuck at a church and he went to the farm. Um, but unfortunately, uh, the weather had gotten pretty nasty. Snow was falling, the wind was blowing, And the roads had gotten so bad that halfway there he had to pull over and walk the rest of the way. And by the time he finally knocked on the farmer's door, he could tell by the look on his face that he might be too late. And the cow, he discovered, was having a breached birth. And that means the cow was coming butt first instead of head first. And the mother, in a pretty bad way herself, was at the point of giving up. But Murdoch, having come all that way and not wanting to go back to church, uh, rolled up his sleeves um, and went to work determined to save both of their lives. And now here's the thing about delivering cows. Um, if you would ever choose unwisely to YouTube it, uh, you would discover that it's really gross, messy, hard work. And after three hours of working with this cow, Murak was finally able to birth that baby. But as he laid him down on the straw, he could tell the calf wasn't breathing. And just as he was about to give up and collapse in the feet and let that darkness that he felt looming over him get the better of him, the mother came over, nuzzled the baby, and he began to breathe, getting up to his feet and beginning to nurse alive and well. And by the light of the lantern that was hanging on the barn door and the silence that had fallen over the place, Murdoch and the farmer just sat in wonder and awe at the scene before them. Because everything had changed. This barn, half an hour ago, a place of chaos, darkness, anxiety, and death, was now this place full of peace, light, hope, and joy. And when I was thinking about that story of Murdoch, I really didn't know why it was kept coming into my head. But as I thought about it, I think it's because Christmas to really get at what Christmas is about, to make it become real and alive, to really take something with us, we need to hear both stories we heard tonight. We need that first story, that ancient story about a young couple being asked to help God carry out his plans for the universe. This story about a special baby named Jesus God with us, coming to open up a new way of being human and alive in this world that story about how God lovingly came into the world bringing a hope, joy, peace, and love that liberates us from despair, darkness, chaos, and fear. And we need the second story, Murdoch's story, because Murdoch's story offers us something just as important. Christmas isn't just something that happened, but Christmas is something that's still happening. Because here's the thing. And this is the thing I would love for you to remember. You can forget everything else. This is what you need to know. What we're doing on Christmas Eve isn't a commemoration of something that took place 2,000 years ago. But rather, Christmas is a celebration of a new reality, of a universal truth and wisdom, of something that every single one of us here can hold on to right now and right here. And that's because Christmas is something we behold. It's something we experience. Just as Christmas is about how God came into a dark and smelly barn in the middle of nowhere 2,000 years ago, Christmas is also about how God still comes down to each one of us, to the smelly places in our lives, to the dark places in our lives, to those moments when we're wrestling to give birth to life and change and growth. And in wonder and awe, and in the peace that fills the room around us, we hear God give us the beautiful and liberating message that is Christmas. I am here. I am on your side. It's going to be okay. You don't need to live like that. It's not over yet. And maybe you've had some of those moments. Maybe you've had some of those manger moments. A beautiful sunrise after a terrible night, Christmas. A stranger who shows up when you need help, Christmas. A night free of anxiety or depression, Christmas. That comforting presence when you're struggling, Christmas. A new baby calf nursing after a difficult birth, Christmas. That's what we're here celebrating That's what we're here to behold and experience. That is what Christmas is all about. It's the experience of a light that is shining, of a loving presence of the God who is here with us and for us, and the knowledge that this is God's world and we are not alone. And so because this Christmas message is for us, because that story really is our story, The only thing left for us to do here tonight is to behold it, because to truly celebrate Christmas, you know, it's not really good enough for us to come in, sing a few songs and go back home the same way we came in. To behold something, to really experience it, it means letting it in. It means receiving it. It means just like Mary, the shepherds and Murdoch did. It means saying yes. Yes to a life where the impossible can happen. Yes to a life and world where the preset isn't despair, darkness and devastation, but hope, light and restoration. A life and world as though the light is shining and God is on our side. Because it's then when we let it in and when we receive it and say yes, it's then that we take it with us. That we let it change everything and we become that light ourselves, shining for the world to behold. So as we finish our time together today, may you behold the light that is shining. May you feel it. May you see it. May you know it shines for you. And may you behold the holiness of this night.
1: The stars are brightly shining It is the night Of our dear Savior's birth Long live the world In sin and error pining, Till He appeared And the soul felt its worth, the thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks, and Divine Oh night When Christ was born Oh night taught us to love one another his law is love and his gospel is peace as it is chains shall
2: he break for the slave is our brother and in his name
1: all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy, all in
2: grateful callers raise me. With all our hearts we praise His holy name and cry